Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. WOOD or visit melwood.org forward slash radio. This is WTOP News, WTOP-FM Washington, WWWTFM Manassas, WTLP-FM Braddock Heights, Frederick. 558. Dave Dildine in the traffic center. Unusually high levels of traffic on parts of the Beltway. This evening's rush hour near the Wilson Bridge looks a lot like a morning rush hour on the Interloop. Very slow from Branch Avenue getting out of Oxon Hill on the local and through lanes and through Alexandria. Outer Loop traffic slows from the Springfield Interchange toward the Woodrow Wilson Bridge toward the American Legion Bridge. Interloop traffic stacks just north of 66 across the Potomac. Outer Loop traffic also a bit heavy there, but not as bad as it usually is. So kind of topsy-turvy. Also very slow coming in off 123 onto the chain bridge and westbound and eastbound on the southeast-southwest freeway. Heavier westbound from the 11th to the 14th Street Bridge. Outbound volume delays on D.C. and Interstate 295. And in Virginia, southbound on 395, slow from the Pentagon down toward Glebe Road and Seminary Road. 66 eastbound, very crowded inside the Beltway. Volume delays Falls Church into Arlington. Westbound traffic still heavy from the Beltway out to 120. And Centerville to Manassas. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Make no payments on your new windows. For two full years, visit windownation.com. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Now to our forecast, Steve Rudin. Scattered clouds moving through the evening and into the first part of the overnight before our sky is totally clear. It's cold early tomorrow morning in the mid-20s to lower 30s. Partly to mostly cloudy on your Thursday. A chance for a few showers and sprinkles late afternoon and evening. Upper 40s to lower 50s. Increase clouds on Friday. I'm 7 News meteorologist Steve Bruton in the First Alert Weather Center. 42 in the nation's capital. 559. This is WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is brought to you by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good evening, I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer. Coming up. Breaking news. Gunfire at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. One person dead, at least 10 to 15 others wounded. Now locally, a man accused of shooting at police officers, shooting police officers, that is, remains barricaded in a home in D.C. for almost 11 hours now. We'll have a report from the scene. Straight talk on the arena deal from an Alexandria council member. Unfortunately, this deal might fall apart. I'm Nick Ainelli. Families of victims push back on early release of violent criminals in Maryland. I'm Luke Luker. On Wall Street for the day, the Dow was up 152, NASDAQ up 204, the S&P was up 47. WTOP at 6 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. A frantic finish to the Chiefs' Super Bowl victory parade today in Kansas City where one person was killed and more than a dozen others were injured in a mass shooting, many of them children. CBS's Stacey Lynn reports thousands of fans ran. This is absolutely a tragedy, the likes of which we would have never expected in Kansas City. That's Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas. I, like many others, ran and ran for safety. This woman was there and described the chaotic scene. We heard... The pops, which we thought were fireworks, and we started seeing the crowd come towards us. Officers could be seen running into Union Station with guns drawn. This man was inside. I just saw everybody start running. I didn't really, when you see a crowd running, you don't really ask questions. You just start running with them. Law enforcement has ruled out terrorism.
Democrats in the House called for more gun control today in Washington, even before this shooting in Kansas City, because it also happens to be six years to the day of the Parkland shooting in Florida. California's Mike Thompson. The only place in America where gun violence prevention is a partisan issue is in this building. In the United States Congress, 17 people were killed in Parkland in 2018. The White House is still pushing the House to pass a $95 billion foreign aid bill. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. Each passing day, each passing week, the cost of inaction from the United States that's being borne on the front lines by brave Ukrainians is rising. And that's why we so urgently need to pass this bill. All over the country today, rideshare and delivery drivers are turning off their apps to go on strike for higher pay. This man's a driver in Pittsburgh. We're the ones out here footing the bill for the fuel that's going up again. It's for all the maintenance on our vehicles. It's it's sad, but yeah, these companies are worth... And the upwards of $65 billion is what their revenue was last year. NOAA is adjusting its alert system now after last summer's heat wave caused severe damage known as coral bleaching to reefs in Florida. NOAA has now added three more levels to account for high bleaching and mortality rates. Instead of just two levels, now there are five. And experts say the top level is similar to a Category 5 hurricane. That means coral reefs could suffer drastic, severe, and long-lasting effects. Allison Keyes, CBS News. Valentine's Day is a busy time for flower deliveries, especially in Miami. 90% of the flowers that arrive to the United States come through the Miami International Airport. That's Abel Serrano, who works in customs. He says 40 8,000 tons of flowers go through Miami to get to florists and supermarkets all over the U.S. and Canada. On Wall Street, the Dow added 151 points today. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. It's 6.03 on WTOP on this Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2024. We've got clear skies. We're at 42 in D.C. Good evening. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. We are following multiple breaking news this hour. We want to let you know that at any moment we are expecting the Kansas City Police Chief and Mayor to update us on that shooting there. One person dead, about a dozen people injured after a shooting following the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade and rally. But first, we want to head to Southeast D.C. It's been almost 11 hours now since a man holed himself up inside a home in Southeast D.C. Police continue to negotiate with him. He's at a house on Hannah Place near the Maryland line off Benning Road. As WTOP's John Doman tells us from the scene, officers were there to arrest someone, and that's when three cops were shot. He starts our team coverage. Officers were helping the Humane Society serve a warrant on animal cruelty charges and were about to force their way into the home when a man inside opened fire. Three officers were shot. Remarkably, their injuries considered minor. A fourth also suffered minor injuries that were not gunshot wounds. Then it became a barricade situation as police tried to negotiate a peaceful resolution. During conversation, he seemed seems to uh, uh, communicate very effective, effectively with us, but then there are times he appears to be very agitated. But despite the dialogue, D.C. Police Chief Pamela Smith also says... The individual has continued to fire from that location. And that has happened throughout the day. In Southeast, John Dome and WTOP News. This is Kate Ryan. The Humane Rescue Alliance had been investigating a case of animal cruelty at the home where three D.C. police officers were shot while trying to serve an arrest warrant. The HRA said in a statement that its own field services director was present but not injured 
and that the suspect apparently fired through the door of the home. The HRA investigates over 1,800 complaints of animal cruelty each year and has five humane officers who follow up on those complaints on a 24-hour basis. The nonprofit organization said in its statement that it cannot offer details about the cruelty case involved, but will provide more information when possible. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. More as we go through the evening here on WTOP. Stay with us. In other news, we know the plan to potentially move the Caps and Wizards to a new arena in Alexandria is far from a done deal. One Alexandria council member is talking with WTOP about just how much work lies ahead. This is all a long, complicated process. A process that involves getting the plan passed in Virginia's General Assembly. If that happens, it would then need approval from the Alexandria City Council. Council member Kanek Agura tells WTOP if it gets to that point, it would take six to eight months of public engagement before any votes actually happen in Alexandria. This is a complex deal and it's a very fragile deal. There's a lot of pitfalls. There's a lot of steps that need to get processed. And if they don't, unfortunately, this deal might fall apart. He says some of the main concerns council members have center around whether Alexandria would get enough funding in the deal for transportation improvements and affordable housing. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. Getting out of prison early in Maryland for good behavior is the focus of a bill in Annapolis before the Maryland General Assembly. WTOP's Luke Lukert reports the families of murder victims are pleading with lawmakers to rethink what's called early release when it comes to violent criminals. Maryland's General Assembly is considering a bill that would alter demunition credits or points that are awarded to prisoners for good behavior that can get them an early release. Senator William Folden of Frederick. Under the bill, individuals convicted of first and second degree murder are ineligible to receive demunition credits. Gail Seaton's pregnant daughter was executed in Bowie, the man who paid for her murder was released after just 10 years. He worked two half jobs a day and got double dim credits. Took repeated courses of counseling, got credits every single time. Some advocates at Tuesday's Senate hearing pushed back. Those even with first and second degree murder reps, I have seen them give back to the community. Luke Luger, WTOP News. 607. Let's change gears a bit. This Valentine's Day, love was in the air. D.C. Superior Court where 12 couples exchanged wedding vows. WTOP's Dick Giuliano was there. I'm now pronouncing legally. Beneath a white floral arch with twinkling lights, a court official presided as Maya and Roshan held hands, exchanged rings, and kissed. I thought it was a special day because it's the day of love. So it represents us. Our relationship is founded on love. That's our foundation. She's a lover. With her nine-month-old baby Lennox cooing and gurgling, the bride explained this Valentine's Day that love is more than romance. It's more about a soulmate, someone who you can call friend, someone who you can genuinely build with beyond romance. It's spiritual. It's mental. Couples waited their turns. Many brides in white floral-length gowns, some grooms in black tie. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Coming up in money news after traffic and weather. PNC is branching out here. I'm Jeff Claybaugh. It's 608. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Love is in the air. Traffic is clogging the roads and lots of it in some cases. On the Beltway between Camp Springs and Springfield heading for the Wilson Bridge. Still noting very heavy traffic on the interloop between Branch Avenue and the Eisenhower Avenue exits. And interloop traffic is quite slow still from just north of 66. You'll be on the brakes all the way across the Legion Bridge toward River Road. Farther around in Maryland, interloop traffic on and off slow through Silver Spring College Park. 
Clark on the outer loop. Volume delays extend from Central Avenue past Kenilworth Avenue. On the outer loop, though, heading for the American Legion Bridge, it's just brief delays. So that's somewhat strange considering the lengthiness of the delays in other parts of the Beltway. But farther around in Fairfax County, lots of brake lights between 123 and Little River Turnpike. 66, westbound traffic still heavy and slow between the Beltway and 123 and out of Centerville. Eastbound traffic very sluggish inside the Beltway this evening, coming off the Dulles Connector into Arlington. And in the district, 695 and 395, westbound traffic still at a crawl between the 11th and 14th Street bridges. Inbound traffic on the 14th Street bridge, crowded but a little better by contrast. Meanwhile, outbound volume delays are still fairly lengthy, leaving the 11th Street bridge on D.C. and Interstate 295. Outbound traffic on Suitland Parkway, also still heavy. Late delays there. And Bedding Road Southeast, a wide swath of that remains off limits between East Capitol Street and Southern Avenue for the ongoing barricade response. Want to test an electric car? Plug it to fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitz way. I'm Dave Deldine, WTOP Traffic. Let's get our forecast now. 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Steve Rudin. Scattered clouds give way to mainly clear skies overnight with wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning in the mid-20s to lower 30s. We're tracking a fast-moving weather maker late tomorrow afternoon and into the evening. May bring us a few sprinkles with temperatures upper 40s to lower 50s. We'll be on the breezy side. Once that system moves out, we're watching another one. That arrives here late Friday night. But ahead of it, just increasing clouds on Friday, upper 40s to lower 50s, and a chance for a little bit of measurable snow early Saturday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin of the First Alert Weather. Center. 42 Manassas, 43 at Metro Center. Frederick down to 39 already. We're brought to you by the Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's check in with Jeff Claybaugh. PNC Bank is spending a billion dollars to open 100 new branches and renovate 1,200 existing ones. 12 of those new branches for PNC will be in the D.C. suburbs. Roslyn lands another big corporate headquarters, D.C.-based CoStar Group, owner of Apartments.com, LoopNet, and Homes.com, just purchased a 31-story high-rise on Wilson Boulevard and will move its headquarters and hundreds of jobs to Roslyn. Juice and Smoothie Chain South Block is opening four new locations in Chantilly, Fairfax City, at 21st and M in D.C., and one at Dulles Airport in Concourse D. That'll make 19 locations for the Arlington chain. The Dow finished the day up 152 points. The S&P 500 index up 47, 1%. The Nasdaq up 204 points. That was 1 and a third percent. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Save on Springs Essential Veggie at Whole Foods Market. Organic asparagus is just $3.59 per pound with Prime through April 18th. While supplies last, shop in-store online. Terms apply. Stay with us here on WTOP. Coming up, we are standing by. We are expecting to hear from Kansas City Police once again on the Super Bowl parade shooting. At least one person dead. Up to 15 may have been injured. And House Republicans defend their impeachment of the Homeland Security Secretary. We'll talk to our Capitol Hill correspondent, Mitchell Miller. It's 612. 
Stocks and bonds are volatile, but your financial plan doesn't have to be. Have you sat down to map out an investment plan you can trust when emotions and headlines stir panic? I'm Simon Hamilton with The Wise Investor Show. Every week, we discuss the latest financial trends and what investors need to know. To learn more about how to stay grounded and to become a better informed, wise investor, listen to The Wise Investor Show at RaymondJames.com forward slash The Wise Investor Group, or just find us on your favorite podcast app. Are you joining us at the most important gathering of cybersecurity and risk leaders of the year? Gartner Security and Risk Management Summit is returning at the Gaylord National Convention Center, June 3rd through June 5th in National Harbor, Maryland. Network with more than 4,000 industry-leading peers and attend research-backed sessions covering your top priorities, including cloud security, threat detection, ransomware, zero trust, and more. Special $875 discount for government and public sector employees. Register at Gartner.com slash U.S. slash security risk. Here's Kimberly Harris, the Director of Community Health and Social Impact at Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield, on the discussion, Advancing Healthcare with Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield, sponsored by Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield. Because it's more invisible when we talk about health equity and the racial disparities as it relates to healthcare, that is something that is sort of a moving target, if you will. Like you can't put your finger on it all of the time, but when we talk about systemic racism or where we might even have services and how those services are rolled out, maternal health in terms of the disparities with women of color versus women that are not of color and, you know, health outcomes related to childbirth, et cetera, racial inequities, that would be at the top of the list, but we're addressing it through health equity. And so Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield Association has health equity as a, a strategy for all of the Blue Cross Blue Shield plans and more specifically Care First is participating in that. Listen to the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search Care First. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. I'm about to tell you a secret that'll make the insurance companies madder than a wet hen. Major insurance companies use a software called Colossus to tell them what the firm you hire is likely to settle your case for. Google it yourself. They know which law firms can lowball and take the last best offer. Not us. Google our firm and see billions recover from those very same insurance companies. They know who we are, and now you know it too. Morgan & Morgan. Visit ForThePeople.com for an office near you. Breaking news on WTOP. Special counsel Jack Smith is now urging the Supreme Court to let former President Trump's 2020 election interference case go on, proceed to trial without further delay. Prosecutors are responding to a Trump team request from earlier in the week asking for a continued pause in this case. Now, all this is happening as the high court considers whether to take up the question of the former president's immunity. House Republican leaders are defending the vote to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And Majority Leader Steve Scalise says the Senate needs to hold Mayorkas accountable for mishandling the border. If they ignore this and just throw it in the trash can without taking it as seriously as the American people do, then there will be accountability and consequences. WTOP's Mitchell Miller joined us earlier from Capitol Hill with what we can expect from the Senate. The senators will convene on the Senate floor when they return in a couple of weeks, but they do not have to conduct a full impeachment trial. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell will have to agree on the conditions, but Democrats could make a motion to dismiss the two articles of impeachment, or as they have 
have in impeachment cases involving judges in the past. They could send it to a committee for review and essentially bury it until after the election. Whatever they do, Mayorkas will stay in his position, and he is not going to be convicted of anything related to issues involving the border. Uh, Mitch, immigration was a big issue in New York's special election to replace Republican George Santos. Democrat Tom Suozzi came out on top. What are lawmakers saying about the result, which now narrows the GOP majority in the House even more? Well, as you can imagine, there's a lot of buzz about this on Capitol Hill. House Speaker Mike Johnson downplaying the result, noting that Suozzi in some respects ran like a Republican. But it's an interesting turn of events. Suozzi actually leaned into the border issue as a Democrat and questioned why the border deal was killed from the Senate. It's a strategy that may work for other Democrats in swing districts, though, as always, we've got to be careful with trying to glean too much from what is just one of 435 seats in the House. Still, it is a significant pickup for Democrats after the embarrassment of George Santos, who was a reliable GOP vote. Mitch, the House Intelligence Committee Chair Mike Turner released a somewhat cryptic message about a national security threat that all members of Congress now have access to. What are you hearing on the Hill about this? Right. We're hearing a lot of talk about this as well. House Speaker Johnson spoke recently to reporters about this this afternoon. We just want to assure everyone uh, steady hands are at the wheel. We're working on it and there's no need for alarm. The exact nature of the threat has not been discussed, though Virginia Senator Mark Warner, the chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, along with the vice chair Marco Rubio, have issued a statement saying they're aware of it. CNN has cited sources indicating it may be linked to a Russian capability. At any rate, if that's the case, I would think this is something that lawmakers have known about for some time and not a sudden, immediate threat. So basically, lawmakers over the last few hours have been trying to tamp down any potential alarm. That is WTOP Capitol Hill correspondent Mitchell Miller. Quick look at the top stories we're working on for you on WTOP. There's been a shooting after the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. At least one person is dead and more than a dozen others are injured. For we almost, are waiting for a police update at, from Kansas City. For almost 11 hours now, there's been a standoff between a man and D.C. police at a home in Southeast. The man is accused of shooting three officers earlier today. Keep it here for full details on these stories the minutes ahead. We're brought to you by Giant. Stock up and save at Giant. This week, Giant chicken breasts are just two twenty nine a pound. Plus, buy two, get two free Coke's 12 packs, that is. Start your free pickup order at giantfood.com today. WTOP's traffic and weather on the 8th. Dave Dildine in the traffic center. Loudoun County moving out of Sterling toward Potomac Falls and Countryside on Virginia Route 7. Westbound traffic backed up. Loudoun County officials responding to a crash reported to them at Cedar Drive. That would put it uh, before... Sterling Boulevard on Route 7, westbound expect delays. On I-66, westbound some congestion near Nutley Street and 28 in Centerville. Eastbound traffic very heavy inside the Beltway this evening. And as you've been hearing, loads of traffic on parts of the Beltway on the Interloop. You're going to be on the brakes just north of 66 to get across the Legion Bridge. Outer Loop still packed between 123 and Gallows and still very slow from Van Dorn Street toward the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Again, on the Interloop, unusually heavy this evening coming out of Temple Hills and Oxon Hill from before St. Barnabas Road getting down to the Wilson Bridge. I-295 southbound down to the Beltway, also late delays. And in the district, westbound on 695 and 395, traffic is slow from 8th Street southeast to the 14th Street Bridge. In southeast, Benning Road remains closed at many points between Southern Avenue and East Capitol Street at the ongoing barricade response. 
Meanwhile, in Maryland, on the outer loop, traffic sluggish, audit off from Central Avenue to Greenbelt. And northbound on 270, slowdowns in separate stretches through Gaithersburg and out of Germantown through Clarksburg. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, few slowdowns near and north of Laurel. 50 between the Beltway and the Bay Bridge. We're back to delay-free travel conditions. Now through February 29th, receive exceptional lease and finance offers. During the BMW President's Day sales event, visit BMWsetters.com for details. I'm Dave Deldine, WTOP Traffic. Let's head over to the 7 News First Alert Weather Center. Meteorologist Mark Pena joins us. Mark, take us through tonight. You know, your Valentine's plans, you got nothing to worry about as far as the weather. We're just looking at mainly clear skies, temperatures falling into the 20s to low 30s by tomorrow. And for your Thursday, looking a little more cloudier than today with maybe a sprinkle or a light shower around this time tomorrow for your evening commute. Friday, we look at more sunshine to start the day, but increasing clouds ahead of our next weather maker, which looks to arrive late Friday, early Saturday. This brings with it the chance for some widespread light snow across the area. You could wake up to about an inch or two by Saturday morning, but it's not expected to last long as temperatures warm back to the 40s by Saturday afternoon, and we'll stay in the 40s through Sunday. Now, outside right now, we are looking at mainly clear skies. Temperatures falling pretty quickly out there. It's 42 downtown, 40 in Bowie, and 41 in Fairfax. All right. Thanks so much, Mark. Coming up on WTOP, the celebration in Kansas City of the Chiefs' Super Bowl win turns deadly. We'll have the latest on the breaking news on the shooting right after the Chiefs' Super Bowl Super Bowl victory parade. Stay with us. 621. We've got a dead body, Inspector. I may be able to help with that. This winter, all your favorite detectives are streaming on BritBox. Don't miss exclusive new seasons of Death in Paradise. There must be something we've missed. Vera. It wasn't an accident, was it, love? Father Brown. What did he look like? And more. Once you start investigating, you won't want to stop. We're done when I say we're done. Stream your favorite detectives. Only on Here's the mayor of the Kansas City. Um, the chief, uh, both chiefs, will be giving more information both on the numbers of victims, the status of victims. Uh, the chief of police will give more updates on the investigation. A few things to note that we talked about earlier. Uh, in terms of who was in danger, what existed, uh, it is my view, as someone who did have to run at the sound of shooting, that there were a number of people who were, in the very least, caught up in the incident in some way. Myself, my wife, Lots of families, players, chief staff, and others, their spouses, their families, a number of people who are in or near Union Station. So many people have been touched by this incident, and we recognize that. We also pray not only for the victims, including the decedent that was discussed earlier and their family, but also the victims of the shootings right now who we hope are recovering inside our hospitals. We'll continue to give you updated information. At this point, we've talked to our family federal partners. We have also talked to the Kansas City Chiefs. We will be talking to the National Football League and others. More so just to hear that all are safe who are with those institutions. And we continue to hope that all of those who are impacted are safe. To the extent you have information about suspects or others, we do encourage you to call the police. Uh, however, if for whatever other reasons you have information about the incident, we, built, we will be looking to share that through different methods. So if you have 
information about the incident, the suspects and others, please call the police. If you're looking for other information, we'll try to continue to give you regular updates. I'll say this final thing and then we'll come back for questions at the end. Uh, today was tragic for everyone who was part of it. I had the chance to talk to my wife just a moment ago who said we became part of a statistic of too many Americans. Those who have experienced or been part of or connected to a mass shooting. That is something that I hope we all recognize is highly problematic for all of us. I continue to commend our police officers, our firefighters and others who were there to respond instantly. But we also need to figure out a way to make sure that things like this stop happening in our country. With that, I turn it over to the Chief of Police, Stacey Graves. Thank you. I just want to echo um, the mayor's thoughts and his prayers and also to um, acknowledge that not only the, the victims who were 